This is Art Matters. I'm Farron Gibson. This podcast is produced by Art UK, the online home of the UK's art collections. Don't forget to follow us on social media at artuk.org, spelling out the word dot, and of course, head over to our website at artuk.org. If you enjoy listening to this series, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. For statistics on the representation of women in gallery spaces, you might be interested to follow the work of the Guerrilla Girls Art Collective. Their graphic posters highlight figures like the low ratio of female to male artists in modern art sections of museums and the high proportion of female nudes compared to male nudes. These disparities can also be found in art writing, where women artists are vastly outnumbered in art historical texts. Fortunately, this trend is changing, with museums acquiring more works by women artists and the Baltimore Museum of Art recently announcing that they would dedicate all of their 2020 programming to female artists. We've been very conscious of the past decade or so that there's been a real revival of interest in women artists and feminism more broadly. When I studied women artists in the mid-90s, it was really deeply unfashionable and there really weren't many books to turn to. That's Rebecca Morrill, commissioning editor for Art Books at Fiden. The past few years, you've seen museums rehanging their displays to only show women artists. You've seen exhibitions in commercial galleries focusing on women artists. Uh, prices on the market are rising. I think there's just a real renewed interest. Of the 1.5 million biographies on Wikipedia, only 17% are on women. The organization Art and Feminism states that less than 10% of Wikipedia contributors are women. Maybe this factors into the gender imbalance of biographies across sectors. As these statistics come to light, more and more people are taking it into their hands to create pages for women artists and dedicate social media accounts to filling in the gaps left by popular historical texts. The internet and social media has made it easier than ever to do that research, to share things. Things like tagging is incredibly useful to enable you to focus through all of the content. So it's really great to be able to pause and pull all of that together in one volume, really. Biden's new book, Great Women Artists, provides a permanent printed home for these artists, compiling over 400 women in one volume and shining a light on artists missing from major art historical texts. We are the publisher of The Story of Art, which is the best-selling art history book in the world, which does get criticized because the author, Gombrich, didn't. I think he included one woman in the German edition, which was then put into the English edition. But, you know, when that was published in 1950, it wasn't so unusual do a book without any women artists in it. And I think we have to be a bit careful about judging past by the values of the present. I don't think it would be our place to rewrite his book for him. It's his words, his story, his name on the cover. And it is a kind of historical document of its time, of 1950. And of course, if we were commissioning today, it would be a very different story and we would look for something that had far greater diversity. The title, Great Women Artists, may read like a simple descriptor of the artist the book contains, but it's actually rooted in feminist art theory. Obviously, book titles are very (laughs) tricky to come up with. You know, I think I would have ideally loved to do a book which was a lot of really exciting art that you might not know that just happened to be made by women, but we're sort of realistic to know that we're not quite there yet, and the title, Great Women Artists, nods to the polemic essay by Linda Nocklin, Why Have There Been No Quote Women Artists, which really sort of challenged the idea of why greatness is a sort of concept completely rooted in patriarchal structures, which actively excluded women, and that's why women didn't have these positions of power, why their work wasn't being collected by museums, 
But I think we were wanted to sort of have something that was more celebratory and positive rather than just looking at the negatives of kind of it, histories of exclusion and, and sort of say, well, actually, maybe what we need to do is redefine what great means and suggest that maybe the idea of what great is is not fixed in one point in time. It's not fixed by a small number of people. And it's kind of got multiple definitions at once. There's another cheeky component to the title that you'll observe in its written form. The word women has a line through it. For lots of contemporary artists, gender really isn't an issue in how they think about their work. Georgia O'Keeffe refused to lend work to an exhibition because she said she didn't want to be known as a great woman artist, she just wanted to be known as a great artist, period. We wanted to sort of emphasise a bit of that, so by striking through the word women, so that you can also just read this book as being called Great Artists, it would make people just think a little bit about that. In our episode on Forgotten Women Artists, we discussed the National Museum of Women in the Arts yearly challenge for people to name five women artists. While many struggle to reach five, Rebecca tells me that she had the opposite challenge of getting her list to be short enough. I hear of students even today telling me that they got through their art history courses without more than a handful of names. And I think it's also the case slightly that there are artists that we know the work, but we don't know perhaps that the maker is a woman. So you make a decision to make this book. You have a figure maybe around 400 in mind. Yeah. Where do you start to start compiling this list? With a very, very big spreadsheet, um, <laughs> which is sort of how we start all our books. But uh, in this case, I was working with Karen Wright, who's a, a sort of critic and writer. When we first got going, she'd recently curated a show at Turner Contemporary in Margate, which was all women artists. But it didn't say that in the title, and I was sort of really intrigued to talk to her about that. And sort of as we got talking, we realised there was still a lot of work to be done. So we worked together really on compiling a long list and I think 2,000 names. So went through and picked out the names who, you know, very obviously we couldn't do a book without. We couldn't do a book of women artists without Georgia O'Keeffe or Louise Bourgeois. But then we also did want it to have names that people didn't necessarily know yet. We also wanted it to have real sort of diversity so you know there may be names in there that are less familiar but um, hopefully should you know encourage the reader to investigate more about that artist or explore outwards from there. The book spans periods, regions, ages, ethnicities and is inclusive of trans and non-binary artists. I was curious if when you compile this many women artists is it possible to discern any patterns? I mean there are without a doubt so many more from the mid-19th century onwards. A lot of that was to do with women at those points being allowed access to art academies, particularly in, in sort of Europe, and being allowed to exhibit their work in salon exhibitions. It doesn't mean that there weren't lots of other women making, but then it's about who gets their work reviewed by critics and written about and who gets patronage and, you know, things like individuals such as the French neoclassicist Jacques-Louis David was a big supporter of women and employed them in his studio and trained them at a time when there were very few of them in the, the French Academy and sometimes it was just a matter of individuals being very supportive. 30 of the featured artists fell into another interesting category. One thing I found really kept cropping up again and again was the number of women artists who lived and kept on working well into their 90s. I don't know if it's the case that making art keeps you active and energetic. To name a few, Louise Jopling was a Victorian-era painter who lived to be 90. She gained commercial success painting wealthy and famous sitters and at one time was the primary earner for her family. 
Dora Gordon lived to be 96 and was a modernist sculptor, painter, and designer of Dorch House Museum in London. There's also Grandma Moses, who famously hit her artistic stride in her 80s and lived to be 101. I've mentioned sculptors and painters, but the volume includes a diversity of mediums. This has previously been a barrier to the inclusion of women in some art texts, which can be biased towards certain mediums like painting. We've tried to really make sure we do include moving image artists, performance artists. But, you know, the challenge is often, particularly when, when you had artists working 40, 50 years ago in performance, which were fairly new and where they weren't thinking about how it was going to be represented in art history in half a century's time. So, you know, the, the sort of imagery that we have to work with isn't so great. While there has been an uptick in the number of women artists within the last century, this collection spans 500 years, with the earliest artists dating to the 15th century. The earliest artist in the book is Properza de Rossi, who was born in 1490. And she's really one of the earliest artists out there where we've still got work in existence, so we has been attributed very solidly to them. She was the only woman mentioned in Asari's The Lives of Most Excellent Painters, Sculptors and Architects and was a sculptor, sort of interestingly, and uh, we illustrate her with a marble panel that is in Bologna that dates from 1526. Writing about women artists highlights the pioneering contributions of women who achieved success and broke new ground in the arts, often from a position of disadvantage. We often think when we look at women artists that they are often the first woman to have done X, Y, and Z, the first one to join the Royal Academy. You know, like Amy Schwald was the first black woman to receive the portrait of the First Lady of America. But there are a number of artists who are also just the first at all. So, for example, Annie Albers was the first designer to have a solo exhibition at the Museum of Modern Art. Diane Arbus was the first photographer at all to be included in the Venice Biennale in 1972. Laurie Anderson was NASA's first ever artist in residence. Tacita Dean was the first artist to have concurrent exhibitions across three major public galleries in London. So it's sort of interesting that while there's both this history of women being pioneers amongst other women, there's also women artists just being pioneers at all. I recently came across the work of 16th century Flemish portrait painter Katharina van Hemmensen on the Art UK website. After looking into her biography, I learned that she's often credited as the first artist to paint a self-portrait seated at an easel. If you do a search for self-portraits on Art UK, you'll find numerous examples of artists painting themselves in this way. It's amazing to think that something so commonplace began with a woman who many will not have heard of. The need for writing about women artists will be ongoing as we not only make up for lost time, but document new artists emerging every day. It's also the hope that these writings will increasingly become better incorporated into general art discourse. If we did this book in five years' time, it would probably have different artists because there's a lot of work being undertaken now on, on finding out about historical artists. And there's different fashions and different interests. You know, there's a real interest in spiritualist art at the moment. You think of things like the Hilma Afklint show that she had a show at Serpentine a couple of years ago and then just had the show at the Guggenheim, which became the most ever visited show in their history and then of course young generations of artists you know I was keen that we brought this book right up to date the youngest artist in the book is born exactly 500 years after the oldest artist in the book and that's uh, Chabalal herself who's a young American artist born in Harlem born in 1990 you know beginning to get attention making exciting work so you know in a 10 years time there's going to be many fresh new young female artists to look at as well.
You can head over to artuk.org to see images and info related to this discussion, and of course, pick up the Great Women Artists book to browse through over 400 phenomenal artists. If this discussion has inspired you to do some writing of your own, please follow us on social media to keep an eye out for news of our upcoming Wikipedia edit-a-thons. We'll soon be hosting events to create and expand on bios for women sculptors. As always, thank you for tuning in, and please join us again next time. Thank you.